and welcome across the multiverse to Earth-894, an Earth ruled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Here on our little planet, we discuss MCU news, reviews, commentary, rumors, and more. My name is Devin, and joining me, as always, the mind to this stone, <laughs> Louis Tonarini. How are you doing, oh, my man? Oh, I'll be the mind to your stone. I didn't I've been like thinking that. about that all week. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. I've been looking forward to uh, hopping on and speaking with you. Uh, it's Monday night here for us at the time of recording, so WandaVision wrapped up just a few days ago, and so it feels kind of weird. I don't know about you, but to me it felt like the anticipation waiting for this show felt like forever, then it finally came, and it's already gone, like dust in the wind. Um, yeah feels like it ended a month ago, not only a matter of days. How are you feeling so far? I mean, yeah, so far so good. Like, I feel like as far as the MCU went, you waited forever for this big blow-off, and then the blow-off was three hours long, and it was, like, amazing. And mm-hmm. so WandaVision was the first, like, official show of the MCU. And so you're watching it, and you're thinking you're going to get this big payoff at the end and it's going to be this big long episode where so much is happening and that is not what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm excited to get into that tonight but before uh we continue on tonight's episode is going to be dedicated to our thoughts and feelings as we wrap up wandavision uh with the recent series finale so we actually started this podcast pretty late into the the show going on so um that's why we're just kind of dedicating tonight just going about an overall uh, discussion about the, the series and there's a lot we're going to talk about from what we like what didn't work so much and then random theories and just some fun stuff here and there but like I said before we get started um, Louie in this past week what has been MCU for you MCU for you I like that Um, this week I didn't do too terribly much MCU related stuff I've been pretty busy but we did finally launch the show on the uh, streaming services. Woo! And I didn't, I didn't share it with a ton of people just yet, but I did send it to a couple friends. And uh, my very best friend listened to it, and, and he texted me. He said, you guys are talking about your funniest moments, and you, how dare you not mention how Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. And I didn't respond out of sheer, listen to the whole podcast before you text me, how dare you messages. (laughs) And then, you know, maybe an hour or so later, I texted him. I said, did you finish the podcast? And he goes, Oh, you, I got home and I didn't, I wasn't able to finish it just yet. And then he texted me a little bit later. All right. I, I finished it. I said, Oh, uh, do you feel like apologizing? And he said, for, for what? You didn't even say it. And I was like, so you didn't finish the, the podcast. I said, unless Devin cut me out, which I'm almost positive he didn't. And then he went, all right. I, I didn't listen to the last three <laughs> seconds. It's literally the last thing you say. The saying. last three seconds. Yeah. Oh, he said, man. it's literally the last thing on the whole podcast. And I said, yeah, you owe me an apology. That's funny. So you're out of your mind if you think that's not making it in. Um, but that was 
a pretty funny little MCU thing. Uh, no, that's awesome. We 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 watched the last episode of WandaVision. I had a, another friend that I was talking to that said he wasn't going to watch it and he just wanted the rundown. So I gave him a very bad <laughs> rundown. You know, a movie is easier to give a rundown of than than an entire what was it? 10 episode, 9 episode. Yeah, 9 episode arc. Yeah, that's a tough one to really give like a TL DW too long didn't watch or yeah. too lazy didn't watch. Yeah, it was it, it was pretty difficult to sit there and explain all of WandaVision. Yeah. You that's know. fair. Like just watch it. It was pretty good. And he's like, uh, eh, I don't have the time. I'm probably not gonna watch Falcon Winter Soldier either. I was like, what are you doing? Just watch it. It's good. It's ugh. He's like, oh, I, I love comic books and stuff, and I'm a fan of the MCU, but I just don't have the time to sit there and watch these shows. It doesn't. It, that's okay. Yeah, okay. that's fair. At the same time, like one of the things a lot of people were speculating a while ago was that these were going to be one-hour episodes because we're just so used to streaming TV shows on like Netflix and whatever else you watched on. They're usually like 45 minutes to an hour, but. With the case of what we've seen with like the Mandalorian and now with WandaVision, not so much. They're kind of like, guess what? We're just giving you the juiciest part and then cliffhanger. Credits, credits, credits. Yeah. And it's like all those times, man, they're deceiving for like the actual episode length. Um, So I think you can kind of fit it in. They're pretty short. But I do oh. know a lot of people have been saying they just, you know, I'll just watch when it's all out, which is fine. But I mean... Personally, part of me loves just the speculation side of things. While it's still don't let it get out of hand, speculation, you know, speculate responsibly, as uh, the Four Center podcast talks about. Um, but just being able to have that discussion from week to week with new theories evolving and just like, ooh, what was this? What was that? The little Easter eggs versus, I think we talked about this before too, it's just, you know, you you dump the whole season and then people talk about it for a couple days and everyone forgets about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So Mr. Devin, what was, what was Marvel marvelous in your week? Oh man. MC for me. Yeah. So I, uh, well, obviously finished the episode, but what else really stuck out was I, uh, did some shopping here and there, went to box lunch nearby us in, um, was now I feel like I'm more attracted and more like magnetically connected to the the Marvel section of the store. So I was looking at all the gear and merchandise and stuff, and I really, really, really wanted to get this Avengers crew neck, but I talked myself out of it because it was too, it was way too high up for me, and so that way I couldn't physically see the price tag. So I was like, all right, that's a sign. <laughs> but I got my eye on it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even heard of that store. It sounds sounds so fun. it's owned by I'm pretty sure the parent company who owns Hot Topic also owns Box Lunch. But the best way to describe it is literally Hot Topic with the lights on. Oh. But it's more like it's tons of Disney, tons of just um like the stuff you're just a fandom. So there's tons of Star Wars, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Disney, uh uh Marvel, DC, anime, all it's like random like merchandise gifts you can buy crock pots there of your favorite stuff <laughs> pins it's like 
it's like the adult Disney store, to be honest. Um, and then okay. they have a program too. It's really good because they get a lot of like good merchandise in there. It's usually a little higher end, so it's a little bit pricier. But um, they do their own price matching because there's always sales on their website. But um, yeah, I'd recommend it. And uh, what was I gonna say? We got a, a doormat there. Uh, we're big Harry Potter fans in our household because our dog's name is Hagrid and our cat is Bellatrix. Um, we got our doormat there, and it is this really nice Harry Potter saying like, um, "Wizards welcome, Muggles tolerated," and that's something we got there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really cool. We're checking out. But oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, it's called Box Lunch because they donate like X amount of money or every purchase they donate like some of the profits to actually like for creating box lunch um so basically they're helping like fight hunger uh so it's you know be geek and help out the world with your purchase pretty legit yeah it's pretty cool man oh and how could i forget i bought a. uh we were at fye and they had a bunch of the new uh miles morales spider-man game uh pop figures out and so of course i had to grab the spider-man suit where he's got the bodega spider-man cat in his backpack yeah yeah you sent me you sent me yeah. that one on Snapchat. So I got I, I got him in the bookshelf over there. So I'm pretty stoked about that one. I had to take yeah. him out of the box. The cool thing, I I don't know how uh, in depth you got with that game, but the cool thing is like in selfie mode or whatever. If you're wearing that mm-hmm. suit, the cat peeks his head over yeah, his shoulder yeah. out of the backpack. <laughs> so you're taking a selfie with the cat with the mask on. And oh my god, I love it! Literally, one of the I was obviously gonna buy the game. Um, but once I saw that there's literally a suit where you can fight crime with a cat that will literally kick ass, I was like, you have my you have my money. That <laughs> convinced me to buy the game while I still have a PS4 instead of waiting to buy and play it until I eventually get a PS5 10 years from now when they're available off the black market. Yeah. Um Yeah. No, no, once I heard they were once I heard they had released it for PS4, I I bought it immediately. I know. I'm so glad. We should do an episode on that one night. Oh, I think it'd be fun to talk about it. Don't you dare threaten me for with a good time. Heck yeah, man. Alrighty. So I think uh, it's a good time for us to start transitioning to really get into the good stuff here. So let's gather around. Let's sit down on the couch here and let's uh, let's talk some uh, some talk. Let's talk some Wandavision, some TV. I want to thank you all for coming out to support Westview Elementary for the children. And for our final act, I give you Wanda and Vision. How good were those theme songs? They were right. They were just taken taken off from uh, from other shows, but you know that was the whole point of the the show so if we're going in depth for the whole series you got to start at the beginning did we only get one episode at the beginning or did they give us the first two so we got episode one and we got episode two because that was the series premiere so we had the two um back to back and then it was episodically released and and what did you think of the first two episodes because i remember you had watched them and then as I was watching him, mm-hmm. I was texting you about it. Yeah. So what did you think about the first two episodes? 
so the first two episodes, um, and just a little bit of preface on this. So to prevent myself from seeing spoilers, I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. So Friday mornings, 5 a.m. I talk. I mean, I walk the dog as fast as possible, feed him, get ready. And then I'm sitting my ass on the couch so I can watch everything. So I was already like a little bit in that like morning haze, but I was super, super excited to watch it. And I was very like, okay, I knew the show was going to be a little weird. It's going to be going like sitcom to sitcom, uh, like decade to decade. And so um, watching the first and second episode, I was, I was, I was, I'll, I'll say I was hooked because I always love a little mystery and I love when it starts to get twisted, especially in the first episode when uh, Mr. Hart starts choking and um, his wife is just goes with the, like the, the giggles, like, stop it stop 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 it stop it it's, it's like oh man i'm being uncomfortable here Ugh. i love it those first two episodes were painful for me really i did not enjoy them at honestly all. i think episode two might be my favorite not at all no i was like this th- there's nothing happening there is nothing happening i was like if if that if it released at the time that it probably should have, I probably would have liked it a little bit better. But mm-hmm. considering it got held back for so long, we haven't had anything since Far From Home. I was just like, we waited all this time for nothing to happen in the first two episodes. Yeah. Can you imagine if they only released the first episode? Oh, I would have been. been it would have been tough. Oh, what was it? The end of the second episode with the with the beekeeper? Yeah, yeah, it was. So that was like two. the big thing, and you're like, "Oh, who is this beekeeper guy?" And then you're like, "That's Mephisto the, confirmed." That's the thing to get you to come back is there's a beekeeper guy, and you have to figure out who he is. And I don't, I don't know. I just I remember texting you the whole time. I was like, "Why did they cancel Daredevil? Why did they cancel Daredevil?" <laughs> I do remember that. This I Daredevil is awesome, and this was was nothing. But of course, I uh, stuck with it, and it did get better for me. Interesting. You know, I can respect that though too, because I know a lot of people. This is kind of like I'm not sure if this is what I was expecting. And granted, to play devil's advocate, Marvel was trying to release this as like the second series on Disney Plus, but then the pandemic hit, and so there was a lot of shuffling around. Because originally, this was supposed to come out during the spring, and then not even like a month or two later, Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to premiere. So then it would take you right into, back into the movies, and then it was supposed to be better interconnected, but that movie is still shooting right now. So clearly that their plan got a little sidetracked here and there, um, which is probably why it feels out of place. It feels random. Because, I mean, if you were to watch Endgame, then Spider-Man, you go right to this, it is going to feel weird, especially since this takes place before Far From Home. Uh, chronologically, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because of all the like the like, counting. De- I think it's like nine days after the the final snap after the defeat at uh, Avengers HQ. I think um, I'd have to double check, but basically, um, it is just a little weird because nothing is really like addressed in Far From Home. Um, but then again, they were still doing it, so there's there's some weird spots, but I think a little starts to make a little bit more sense as we start to finally get back into the swing of the MCU. Well, I guess in Far From Home, he was in Europe and all this was happening in New Jersey. Yeah, that's a valid point. 
So he wouldn't have even he wouldn't have even known about it, I guess. He he's too busy in Prague at the Festival of Lights. He's trying to get that Black Dahlia. For MJ, he did get man. the Black Dahlia. Yeah. And then Ned just telling him, No, your plan sucks, we're gonna be bachelors, and then the rest is history. Yeah. But for another time. So in in uh WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what happened per episode, but once we started getting more characters from previous movies in the MCU, that's when I was like hooked. Uh-huh. So like, I think the first one we had like Geraldine. I, I remember looking up Geraldine to see if she was Monica Rambo. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the little girl from Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just, I did a quick IMDB search. I wasn't diving into it to ruin it for myself, but now they just had her cast as Geraldine for the time being. And then you come to find out that that was Monica Rambeau. And then we got uh, J- Jimmy James, Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man. That was exciting. And then we got, uh, Darcy from Thor. That was exciting. Yeah. I was I was pretty pumped about the uh the former characters coming to play. Yeah, episode four was a really big uh like turning point for the show because then you start to get more of that um like curtain pulled back, seeing more behind the veil. So you're starting to get more familiarized with what their story is, what's going on outside of the hex, all that nonsense with sword. And learning more about the story. And I think that was good because if they waited maybe even another an episode or two later to do that, I think a lot of people would have been kind of thrown off and been like, yo, what the heck is going on? Like, when is this going to start making sense? Or please yeah. give me explanation. You know, I, I, what, uh, you know, what does he say? I require further elaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Request, we were in need. Request, yeah. Request further elaboration. Something like that. But one of my favorite things through the, the that episode was, uh, and maybe even episode three, was every time they would go from Wanda's universe to the real world, from from the Wanda, I don't know what they called it, the Wanda universe area. Yeah, the hex. The uh, the screen would go from from full screen or whatever to widescreen yeah. and it would, the whole yeah, thing would ratios. move and I was like this is dope yeah. I don't, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a cinematography filmography kind of guy but uh-huh. when you start moving the uh, the little bars on top of the screen I was like ooh stuff's happening <laughs> yeah man they're really playing with those uh, aspect ratios and it is pretty cool because the more they start to do it, the more you start to recognize it, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's a uh, sixteen by nine and then four by three. Well, I want to see four by three is a smaller one. There you go. See, I I just noticed uh, it going into widescreen and it going into uh, yeah, not full screen, but like like when you're watching when you're watching an old show on HD mode and it's like a square on your big TV. Yeah, that's that's a 4 by 3. The 4 by 3 is the like more square old school one. The, 16 by go. 9 is the the ooh wee. We so, look good now, baby. Yeah. I noticed that as soon as WandaVision started, it was in black and white and it was that 4 by 3 format. And I was like there's no way they're doing this the whole time. 
<laughs> You're like, please, no. Oh, but I was so glad when, when she did the whole thing and everybody came into color and everything. And that was, that was cool for me. I was, a, I was a fan. So something that was, I don't want to say disappointing, but something that I was expecting that we didn't get was just a, uh, I was just going on about all the old characters coming back. I was expecting newer characters to come forward and we got some newer characters, but they're just average Joes, you know, but I was like, I was excited for some mutants from Disney buying Fox or, um, like everybody, I don't, I, I we'll get into it, but everybody was, was, uh, thinking Mephisto was coming, the devil himself, all that. And I was like, Oh, we're going to get some good, we're going to get some good stuff here. And, and we got, we got Agatha, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong. And we got white vision, which was also pretty dope. But I was like, I was like, we're getting Wolverine. There's no way we got to get Wolverine. Like, <laughs> you thought Wolverine was going to make an no, appearance? No, but, but oh. when, when I saw uh, Evan Peters, when I saw Peter uh, instead of Pietro, Peter, I was like, oh, we're, we're definitely getting s- some people at the mm. absolute least, you know. And I thought with this being Wanda's story, I guess in WandaVision, they go back and they show like her childhood and everything but i know in the comics she's uh magneto's daughter Mm -hmm. and i think they're just not running with that in the mcu which is fine but yeah i thought we'd get like something but Mm -hmm. whatever yeah i feel you i think that's a lot where the fan theories come in where a lot of it just gets snowballed out of control with speculation to the point where like People are saying, that's Cicada on the curtain in Agnes's home. It has to be a sign of Mephisto, right? That's Mephisto. And then next episode, that thing gets eaten up by Senor Scratch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what was your theory? Um, I want to say my biggest kind of like grief with the show, <laughs> no pun intended, was um, just the overall like the the credits, the, the length. I wanted more. Give yeah. me more, man. Uh, I wanted to binge. Well, not binge. I just, I just really wanted to eat it all up. I wanted to consume it. But I think now that it's all out, it's when I do like a full uh, season rewatch of it now that I can actually go from episode to episode without having to wait a week. I think it's going to probably alleviate that, um, that little part of me that just didn't like it. Um, but aside from that, honestly, I've thoroughly enjoyed the show. I really liked just a little mysteries here and there, just finding out more about how the show unravels and what exactly was going to happen at the end of it. Um, I'm a huge fan of just speculation in general. So to me, that was some of the most fun I had with it. So let's transition to like our favorite moments in the show. Um, just some good times or anything that really stuck out to you that made you love it. Anything that comes to mind for you? Um, I was a big fan of the Agatha After All song. Oh, dude, that song is so good. <laughs> um, I that was that, one of the best parts of the whole series. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. I liked, uh, I like, I like 
Agnes, Agatha as a character altogether. Yeah. Um, honestly, as it, the actress, the only thing I really remember ever seeing her in was Where the Millers. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen Catherine Hahn. Where Where the Millers, but like she's like the mom, and she's like this goofy white, like stereotypical Midwest mom, and uh, she was pretty much playing that character here, and she's got that goofy smile that just makes you smile you know howdy neighbor yeah and i really liked her as a character i thought she was fantastic you know yeah, it, she, it, she did a great job and it just it, it bugs me that she wasn't in a movie you know like when you think of like movie stars you know that she wasn't a part of yeah. it um i liked uh the, like the morphing through the wall and that giving monica her powers and all that good stuff i thought that was cool she's gonna be a pretty major player coming up here it seems like yeah they're setting up for captain marvel too yeah and uh i really don't even i don't even know what's gonna happen in captain marvel too but it should be good yeah i'm excited yeah we're getting wolverine (laughs) (laughs) wolverine confirmed you heard it here guys (laughs) forget Um, mephisto it's all about wolverine now yeah I liked, uh, I mean, anything with, with Wu or Darcy. I like the the comedic characters and everything. Yeah, let's talk about them real quick. I did not know Darcy was supposed to be in it. Um, I did. That's the one thing I knew that you didn't know. Ooh, Look at I, me. That's slipped under <laughs> my radar. I did know about Jimmy because I think I saw him on like some uh, promotional material and stuff like that. But... Um, that chemistry between those two and even Monica was really good. Yeah. Did you kind I of pick them. up on it? Yeah. And Darcy's is so funny. Oh, I've always loved her. Even just the way she like comes into the, with like the caravan and they're all her. She's like the four of them are in the, um, that like little caravan or whatever. And there she's asking them like, so what do you guys hear? What do you guys do? And that one dude is just like, I was told not We're to not speak. We're not supposed she's, to talk. Yeah, and she's like, wow. <laughs> and then he's like, was he the biochemistry guy or whatever he said? And she's like, Maybe. I don't care. <laughs> or it's irrelevant. She's like, it's irrelevant. Or I don't care. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, passive she's, aggressive. She's awesome. I didn't know you. I I didn't know you didn't know about her being in there. That's like the one character I did know was going to be in there. Her and and Monica Rambeau. I knew we we're going to be in there. Monica, I think I may have remembered hearing about it, but I just didn't know anything about the actual character that I think I just like blocked it from my memory or just I was like, whatever. I believe the actress's name is uh, Tiana Paris. She killed it as Monica. Yeah, I think she did a great job. She was really good. Yeah. Even with like all the different acting as Geraldine, she was good. What what? What is the name of the character of Monica Rambeau in like the comics and everything? I think it's just Monica Rambeau. Um, I thought, I thought oh, she right, unless like you mean a... like a superpower name. Yeah. Like superhero name. So from my understanding, I've never really read up about her, but from what I've been able to gather is that she's gone by a number of different uh, aliases from Captain Marvel at some point to actually... Photon, which we saw. Photon, that was the name yeah. that I was trying to think of. 
which we saw as her mom's nickname we see in episode four on the plaque of her. Yeah, okay. And she's also been known as Spectrum, and I want to say there might be a fourth one, but it could be... I don't think they'd name her Captain Marvel right away after only having that character. Yeah. Um, So I I think they might call her Spectrum, but or she might just take on Photon in like memory of her mother. But I don't know if that really does the character justice. But then again, I don't really know much about the character other than just knowing that she's been around the comics for a while and she's got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, And she's freaking dope. (laughs) Yeah, she was she was cool. I love the eye change of when she actually is like activating her powers and stuff or when yeah. they show her like POV and you see all like the, the electromagnetism coming off like the, uh, the phone lines and everything. I like that a lot. We're going to have some fun with her, man, especially after that, uh, post credit scene. going to be good. I mean, honestly, it was like a backdoor origin story for to say the least. Yeah. I mean, we already, I have, expecting. we already have a little bit of an origin story just from Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just didn't expect more so like an actual new hero to emerge from this series. Yeah, but it's but it's really good that it did that. Uh, it's really good that they did. Yeah. So what are some other things that you liked about the, the show? Um, I really like Wanda. I think she's incredible. Yeah. I'm pretty much in love with Elizabeth Olsen. Have been for a long time. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's the best. I thought she was incredible in uh Avengers Endgame. The the scene where she is just absolutely decimating Thanos. That is like you took my bread and everything. butter. I don't even know who you are. And she says, You will. Like oh, oh, oh chills. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I remember seeing that in theater too, and I was like, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anytime she's doing some some good stuff, I get excited. Or like at the end, she's shooting all of her magic at at uh, Agatha, mm-hmm. and you know she's missing all these ones, and you're just like, "What is even happening?" And then the ruins show up, and you're like, "Oh, dude, oh man, dude. yeah." <laughs> like, like, I it it doesn't take much for me to lose my mind, but you know what I thought during that moment too, because it's like up? yeah, no way she's about to just take all of her powers. We found out she's the Scarlet Witch, more powerful, destined to be, uh, above the Sorcerer Supreme, who we did. Yeah, I know. Her... Actually, hasn't been named that, but I I was gonna say it would make me laugh. I was like when I was initially watching the final uh episode. I was watching that, and you see her finally come back, and you see the runes. All I could think of was that meme. It's like, call an ambulance. Or like, not for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but not for me. Um, I think her new costume, oh, yeah. for lack of a better word, phenomenal. She looks they great. They did a great job with that design. From the hair to the crown being like yeah. not overly yeah, everybody's been exaggerated. Everybody's been complaining since early, since Ultron, mm-hmm. about she doesn't look anything like the Scarlet Witch. You know, she's just wearing a red trench coat. What is that? Well, there you go. Now she does. There you go. I also in the show, while it's on, while it's on my mind, I like the the way that they used the comic books 
in the show. So like the Halloween episode, she looked like comic book oh, Scarlet yeah. Witch, and he looked like comic book Vision, and and uh, and uh, Peter Maximoff, Pietro Quicksilver, whatever you want to call him. He looked like comic book Quicksilver. You know what? <laughs> With all the Wolverine talk, I actually just listened to um, an interview today where uh, the director, uh, Matt Shackman, he mentioned that one of the three is like one of the, you know how Pietro, fake Pete, Pietro, how is Evan Peters, how is, uh, his yeah. hair is styled? That's literally, they said it was 100% just a nod to comics Wolverine's hair. So there you go. You got your Wolverine in WandaVision. <laughs> Wolverine confirmed. Wolverine confirmed. Um, I really like that. One one of my favorite lines through the whole series, you know, with with uh, Evan Peters coming in, you, yeah. you got some comic relief, which I love, is, is Wanda says, what happened to your <laughs> yeah, accent? So meta. Goes, what happened to yours? And I was like, yes that's what everyone's been complaining about for so long (laughs) and she's just like what (laughs) she she doesn't even doesn't even acknowledge what i love all that little which is hilarious like pokes at themselves because honestly it's it's really cool when you watch something where they actually make fun of themselves or just kind of like dig at themselves it makes it it yeah and you you don't take yourself too seriously one of the coolest moments too in episode four when they had um when Jimmy Woo, I'm pretty sure it was episode four, where they start writing all like the theories or like what they're trying to put down on paper on that whiteboard, and you start to see like who is this, what is this, all like their theories on there, um, which is hilarious because a lot of the stuff he was writing down was almost dead on what people have been asking themselves as the show was going on, and it was revealed by uh, Matt that saying, "No, we actually did that a long time ago. That wasn't." We just changed it as the sh- people were watching or reading online. Like we were actually trying to create it. So it was like sword was the actual audience. You were trying to like be represented by sword uh, as the viewer. And it's just, I mean, it just, they, yeah. they nailed it. They predicted it <laughs> way at a time, exactly what people were going to be thinking and talking about. Yeah. You know, they, Oh yeah. They know what we want. They they listen enough anyway, and uh, yeah, I just went on and on about my favorite s- moments and stuff in the show. You know, let's, I have a lot of yours. There's a there's a few that come to mind right away, and I think it's definitely um, in the later half where a lot of my favorite moments started popping up. But I really enjoyed in episode two the magic show, flourish, flourish. Cause, cause Vision is like drunk on chewing gum. <laughs> Can relate, I guess. And it's just like yeah. <laughs> how they try and cover it up. Yeah, like that episode is really funny. <laughs> but then it gets uncomfortable with for the children, <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, I forgot something wacky and spooky's going on in the background here. It's been Agatha all along, and I killed Sparky too. <laughs> But yeah, that was one of my favorite times and I really enjoyed that. I remember we um we were watching in the studio too, so I was watching it like second time um with the band and it was we were all just kinda like giggling at that and it was really cool to kinda observe as everyone was watching for the first time, even though I had seen like seen it like two or three times already. 
Um, I'll, I'll do the shameless plug. I'm waiting for the Agatha all along cover from Wolf Road. Man, <laughs> you don't don't you tempt me with a good time. Oh, I'll tempt you all day long. I, you know, I love me some Wolf Road. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, actually, Agatha, uh, the actress, um, Catherine Hahn, she actually sang on that song. She's the female vocal going, it was Agatha all along. So talk about yeah. multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Any more favorite moments that you want to... Uh... Yeah, I got a couple. Um, I really loved the commercials just because it just added more mystery and just like unsettled. Those damn commercials viewing. got me every time. <laughs> yeah. What would you say your favorite commercial was? I don't even remember them because... Like I said, my my yeah. Hulu is commercials. So every time a commercial comes on, <laughs> I grab my phone and I dick around for 30 seconds. So I was like, and then a commercial comes on. I'm like, oh, whatever. And I grab my phone and I go, wait, these these commercials are part of the show. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't even remember the commercials very well. Episode one, I think we only got five commercials. Episode one was the toaster. Now it's supposed to be Stark. Um with the missile not going off. And also it was kind of like Vision's head. Um, episode two was the... I just had it. The Strucker uh, watch. Because that was supposed to be like her being uh, experimented on by Hydra and Strucker. Strucker. Strucker? Strucker? Strucker. 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 Thank you. And then episode three was Hydra Soak. So that was the soap, and that was blue, and um, it's kind of like a double thing because an agent's a shield. One of uh, when they're in this like fake, like v almost like VR, uh, just experiencing. Uh, there's a theory that Phil Coulson's character in it because it's like if Hydra ruled instead of Shield, um, he was like Hydra makes this blue soap and it like brainwashes you, and that was kind of the thing. It was like weird theories, and so that was kind of like a nod to that. And um, so there's that because they're brainwashing them because it was Hydra. And then four was Lagos. That was the <laughs> Lagos. When you make a mess, you didn't mean to make, or like something like that. It was all the red and the blood mm. dripping sounds. Um, that was pretty dark. And then I want to say episode five was the very uncomfortable claymation with the shark and then the kid can't open the I think it was pudding or yogurt no I think it was yogurt and then you know he just dies and withers away and the shark's like ah <laughs> I do I do claymation claymation just makes me uncomfortable I don't know why yeah but it just I don't blame the you extra emphasis on it just yeah so I saw that episode and I was like damn kid I did grow up in like the 90s 2000s yeah I'll have to go back and and rewatch the whole series again I think that's all of them. So I think it was just those five. Yeah. Then we, stuff started getting all wacky. Yeah. Then, then, you know. No, I forgot one. I forgot one. It was the uh, the final one, which was the the Nexus commercial, like the antidepressant. Oh. There was that one. Um. And then she ends up actually taking a Nexus pill later that episode. Really. Yeah. Bold. Right. Hmm. She must be sponsored. Probably. Yeah, the the commercials are definitely cool. Um, but the two other moments I really want to highlight. Um, 
gotta give it to Paul Bettany, man. Just seeing him act as the Vision, and then Vision, and then a confused Vision with no recollection of everything going on, but then simultaneously knowing everything. It's just it was he was really cool. Him and Elizabeth Olsen just knocked it out of the park, which is being so versatile from decade to get from decade to decade with all their episodes and everything. It made it really cool to see these actors be able to just be wacky and be weird. And it was, it made the show more believable. And I felt like I could actually buy into more of what was going on just because of how they were having fun with it, to say the least. Yeah. Paul Bettany is, is phenomenal. He's killing it. What people don't seem to realize is that he's been there since Iron Man one. He's been there just as long as anybody else. Seriously. You know, he was just a voice actor then he was Jarvis, but he's, he's been in the MCU since 2008. Yeah. And now, now he's actually got a role as a, as a dead guy, but (laughs) now he's, I'll talk to you about that when we get there. But yeah, I thought he was really cool. Plus he had to play two different characters and, Mm -hmm. you know, three different characters at a certain point. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I'm you. You're me. You're me. Yeah. He was all over the map, but he, it, it wasn't like he made it confusing. You know, it was, it was really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. One thing that <laughs> really got me with him was vision would like touch the people's heads and then they'd come back to who they were and they'd, they'd start freaking out and he'd be like, well, and he would just put them back. It's like, uh, that's enough. That's put them back in, in Wanda's little simulation thing. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, you probably should have not put them back, but you know, what, <laughs> whatever, man, like whatever floats your boat. He's like, what's wrong? And they're like, Oh, and he's like, Oh, <laughs> you know, that was such a dark thing too. In the final episode where, um, all the townsfolk are just finally, uh, out from the guys in control of Wanda. And they're all saying like pleading with her. If you're going to keep doing this, just let us die our yeah. night like all we see are your nightmares when we go to sleep and i'm like damn it's like, i have a daughter she's not allowed out of her room it's like i just let this please make my daughter okay and so we finally got to see where exactly all the where the children were and they weren't just like killed because i know there's some weird theories out there where people were saying like all everyone in this town um has like deceased children or something like that and part of like why Wanda got them all there or chose a town is to bring life back to these people. I, don't, I mean, there's some weird theories out there. I mean, in, in, in reality, it just seems like whoever wasn't acting was just stuck in their homes and not allowed to leave. Like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Wanda's out there killing children and shit. Yeah, I definitely. And I was like, you know, Disney can be a little dark here because it's like the MCU and they've, they've earned it, but I don't think they're going to be that dark where they're like, yeah. Hey, guess what, kids? And then even in the Halloween episode. But then they show that claymation. Yeah, in the commercial. Halloween episode, there was tons of kids running around. Yeah, exactly. And I liked how further in the map of where she was at, the less things made sense. She just stopped caring as much the further out that they got. Dude, it's like a like a video game where the further you get out, the less rendered everything is. And yeah. He it's made it so all the funny. way out there and nothing made any sense. They were all like standing still and 
<laughs> he's like, what the hell is happening over <laughs> he's here? Like, uh, maybe we'll go find my kids. Actually, I don't know. So let's let's get into this. You were pretty pumped, and I'm pretty. Uh, don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. What, what's up with the white vision? So white vision. So they keep calling him the vision, and so Wanda's uh like simulated created essence of the stone vision. He's just vision. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. for just like discussion's sake, vision is that one and then the vision is the white vision. His white vision. So he going into the comics, once again, I don't know very much other than just like surface level stuff, but basically um vision gets ripped apart or whatever and they rebuild him and he becomes a white vision where he's more like what we saw where he doesn't have a lot of the same emotions or personality. He's more just like uh, what you would expect from this like synthesoid being. And so the white vision was all about building from what we've learned is um, Hayward really wanted to just create like a sentinel. So it's all about like the sentient uh, weapons and soldiers essentially. And who better yet, to base it off of with his research and development other than the most perfect sentient weapon to ever exist, which was vision. And that's why he was trying to be so gung ho about him. So he creates vision using the dead destroyed infinity war end game, uh, leftovers of vision. And so, um, with that being like, I don't know how he got it. I, I'm really curious. That's one of the, like, the hangups I have about the show. Because I can't imagine Captain America or the rest of the gang who didn't get snapped just literally leaving his body there after they ripped the stone out of his mind. Um, so I don't know how S.W.O.R.D. got it um, in their possession. But all they needed was just some of Wanda's chaos magic to eventually kind of like jumpstart his heart and get him going again. And so... The whole thing is they're just trying to use him as a weapon and ultimately destroy and defeat Wanda and take control of it all. Hayward is a bit of a weird guy, but I mean, with how it ends, I mean, what better yet of literally fighting for a couple minutes and then vision versus vision is just like uh, a whole philosophy debate where um, they're discussing the ship of, what was it, Ulysses or... Ulysses. Yeah. I, gotta, I forget his name, but I mean, literally they have this awesome moment, which I was going to mention earlier, where they're floating and discussing when he says like, I require further elaboration in the library. If you watch Age of Ultron, Vision and Ultron have a s- exactly similar, uh, similar discussion where they're just floating in this like domed kind of uh, location in the rubble and everything. So it harkens, like it harkens back to, um, that initial like sentient sentient AI whatever uh moment from when we first saw Vision or introduced him in the MCU and then till now. And then we saw that basically it could be resolved with like a nonviolent discussion. And so um Vision transmits his memories of everything that he has with Wanda and whatever else that he unlocks in the vision. So then the vision finally has the rest of his memory fully uh, unlocked to him so he can like almost restore himself, I guess. So then he is like, oh my God, I'm 
like I'm actually the vision or whatever. I'm like, I'm the OG essentially minus some other stuff in the stone. So then he just flies off. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't like that. I was like, where did he go? And you just don't know. Eventually he'll come back. I assume, but yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. And I really was kind of glad because I didn't want vision to go away. But then again, we kind of got this beautiful moment of sincerity where, um, the Hex's version of Vision is finally like, you know, he says that beautiful thing basically saying like, I've been this, I've been that. I like, I wonder what I'll be next time. And then she'll say, well, we'll, till we see each other again. And it's just beautiful because, you know, it's like they built up such a great relation and chemistry between these two heroes. And now just seeing them heartbreakingly fade apart or like disassemble, essentially it's, it's heartbreaking, especially with the two kids where they're literally turning the lights off on them. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh got pretty deep there at the at the end. And what are you gonna say? What's up? What are you gonna say? I was gonna say I liked uh you said when when Vision put all of his memories in the vision. Mm-hmm. I liked how his eyes went from super creepy and weird to like regular person eyes, and you're like He's oh. awake. Hmm? He's like awake. Yeah, so he's, it just He's woke as the kids would say. He looked he looked less creepy and like more like a like a person. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I think you offer a really in- interesting uh perspective here being that you're a father, a parent yourself, and I am not uh, unless you count my dog and my cat, but not really. Um, a lot of this show ends up being truly about like family or just having someone to watch, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, who are you going to watch TV with? And so, yeah, we really see this evolution of Billy and Tommy rapidly just unfold before our eyes in just a matter of episodes. So I'm kind of curious, like, what was your perspective on seeing just their newfound parenthood or. Uh, how they were saying goodbyes to their children, even though they were a figment of her creation. Um, at the end, it's still sad because they know. I think Billy is the one who ends up being Wiccan, and the other one, um, I forget his name, uh, his superior name, but basically, like, uh, he can see a little bit of the future. So it's like, did he actually see that it was coming that they were about to just no longer exist? Um, but basically I really want to know, like, what is your perspective on all this being a father yourself? Um, I, yeah, (laughs) I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting fatherhood questions. (laughs) Um, no, it's, it was, it was wild. She was so lonely. Her, her brother got ripped from her. Her parents got ripped away from her when she was a kid. Her love the love of her life she killed him and then he got brought back to life and then she had to watch him die and then yeah you know some of her friends died in the in the battle of hogwarts or whatever you want to call the (laughs) the the end game thing you know and she's just had heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak and then you go to find out that uh she went to go get vision back and they wouldn't let her they wouldn't let her see him and they finally did. And he's in pieces all over the place and it's just depressing and sad. And so she, 
creates her own little world. And she like makes her, the love of her life come back to life. You know, imagine if you can bring somebody that you love back to life, you do it. And, and you know, if you could, you would. And she brought him back and, and she planned this perfect life that she didn't get to have because her, her whole life has just been absolute garbage. And, you know, she wanted, she had plans with vision, you know, she wanted to be a, a mother and, she wanted this white picket fence life or whatever. And so then she has, she gets pregnant. I I think the whole kids thing just was way too sped up. Yeah. For what it's worth. I mean, they were, it was like she was pregnant. And then the next episode she had, I think the first one was Tommy. And then, the second one, you know, all of a sudden, oh no, it's twins. And then the second one was Billy. And I think they were babies for like 20 minutes. And then they were, they were like six year olds for another five minutes. And then they were, what what were they like 10 or whatever? When, when they finally stopped aging so much and then they got the dog. Poor Sparky. And, and so it was like, it was like, I don't want to say I didn't care about them, but it was like they didn't give me enough to grow with the kids. It was just like they were there. And all of a sudden, they're characters like care about us. And it's like, yeah, I don't really know who you are, man. Mm. Right now, you're just a couple kids. And uh, but like those were her kids and and her and Vision were were good with them when they were together but it seemed like even like in the halloween episode vision just left them to do their own thing it's like they were all always excited when they saw vision dad dad but Mm -hmm. it didn't really seem like he did a lot with them per se but then they like all fought as a family at the end and that was really cool yeah that was touching and for her to have to decide to let everybody go and essentially kill her family you know for the for the good of the rest of the little neighborhood it was it was really rough you know considering she had to kill vision once already and now she brought him back and she's got to kill him again and not kill him but in a sense he's not going to be a thing she still has to do yeah like she's still the reason why he's not going to be by her side and that's it's that's this is tough yeah i like i couldn't imagine a world without my son anymore and now she had to get rid of her kids knowing that they were just like a a figment of her imagination almost yeah and yeah that would be the hardest that had to be the hardest thing that she's ever had to do i mean I know you didn't ask me, but what I thought was going to happen was I thought that the, you know, the big red dome was coming down and coming down and coming down. I thought they were just going to stop right on their house Mm. and then they were just going to live in, in the damn house. That was what was going to be. And I, or happily ever after, I don't know. Just kind of a, we're a family. We can't leave the house. 
but at least we're a family, you know, we're going to watch, we're going to watch our shows on, you know, just kind of a, wrap it up like that. But then you see that it goes back to the plot of land that it started as and everything. And you're just like, that is heartbreaking, man. Like, yeah, she finally had everything she ever wanted and she had to get rid of it all. And like they said, she went too far into it and there was no way out. Mm hmm. Yeah, they did a good job of just showing how it, like, if in a blink of an eye, it can all be gone. But now that we know that she is a Scarlet Witch and she's uh, she's not looking uh, very um, good, per se, in terms of just the actual morality at the end of this series. Um, so I'd love to talk about the, end, the very actual end credit scene here and how this is going to play into the rest of the MCU moving forward. So when that scene appears uh, after the credits roll, where she's in the middle of some type of countryside in the mountains or wherever, and you just hear like her music or her theme playing, I don't know if you noticed, but they start to twist her theme a little bit with the way the notes are being played and everything, and you get a little bit of the Doctor Strange theme when she's hmm. reading that Darkhold. Which no, was like, I didn't. Ooh. I didn't even notice. But yeah. if I can, if I can cut you off myself, I am so dumb. I'm watching. I was watching this show, and it like they did the whole thing with Monica and the scroll. Cool. At the end, they're doing another credit scene, and it like opens up big country scene or whatever. They're going through trees and over a pond, and it's like this big beautiful land and then there's just a little house and you're like oh it's the hulk the hulk had to get away from everybody and he's chilling <laughs> in this house i'm so i'm so dumb i'm like dude we're getting the hulk and then they like <laughs> zoom in and it's just her sitting there and i'm like yeah that makes a lot more sense than it being the hulk plot twist it's wolverine's house i'm so dumb that's the other thing it's like wolverine lives in canada up in the up in the woods or whatever or even Thanos went to the the garden and he was by himself. So it was kind of a yeah, kind of a recurring thing in Marvel. It's like people just go into cabins by themselves in the middle of nowhere. But I, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't even pay attention to the music playing. Like I said, I'm gonna rewatch all the episodes one of these days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but now I like know what to look for. Yeah, that's a, that's the beauty of it too. Is just being able to actually kind of like, all right, I've already taken it all in. Now I can start paying attention to little things. Yeah, which is always good. Or I can go on YouTube and listen to everybody's Easter eggs and right theories and all that good stuff. Now that I've seen it, yeah, there's a lot of that dedicated out there. Oh, I believe it. I'm sure there's 10 million screen rant videos all about it. With that scene too, we see her actually like almost doing that astral projection, kind of like what we see Strange do in Infinity War and yeah. other stuff, so he can take in all that information. Do you know much about the Darkhold? Or is this your first time being uh, exposed to it? I know absolutely zero about the Darkhold. So the Darkhold, just to kind of catch you up to speed, had a very prominent feature on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to say it was season four, and that's where they introduced Ghost Rider, and it was a damn good season, to say the least. But basically... It's the Book of the Damned. So basically, this book has really 
dark dark magic in it where it can um influence the reader to the point where it can pretty much make them go mad so it's dangerous to read any like even set your eyes and read one word of it it becomes like an addiction it can unlock a lot of strange crazy powerful magic and knowledge beyond belief of the universe however it takes your sanity you become evil just stuff like that and that's how they do a bunch of stuff on the show and um they're essentially trying to get rid of the the book destroy it and um so seeing it actually in this is pretty damn cool but i'm pretty sure they don't match uh it actually has like if you ever see i don't know what the term for it is but when you see a word where it's like it's one word in one way but if you flip it upside down it's slightly different or if it's a different word or something like that it kind of has that kind of style of text in it but it says dark hold on it and this really almost like elvish uh font and um this had more like keys on it and stuff but the thing is that people are uh speculating that this book could be the one that's missing from the collection referenced in doctor strange if uh you recall oh, so yeah. it's kind of like ooh, this is the book and so it's like how did it go missing who stole it did agnes take it or did someone else take it and she was given permission to use it who knows the thing is this makes more sense because it's always been uh discussed even before the show came out by even i'm pretty sure even feige himself but like when they were talking about where phase four is heading they're saying how they're setting up wanda to be kind of like the big bad or she's she's not gonna be good she's gonna be like the villain in dark strange well with the dark hold being this really bad book and that takes pretty much almost possession of like the reader it's showing more that scar uh the scarlet witch is now becoming more of that persona and that's going to be the power consumption that's just taking over wanda and i think we're going to see almost like a wanda is good kind of like with vision and the vision wanda is good but scarlet witch is bad until she can get tamed or under control so it's going to be almost like a almost like a phoenix kind of scenario here and so i'm expecting um shit just to get bonkers in multiverse of madness that makes me think of uh can't remember her name but the cara delavine's character in suicide squad oh she's enchantress is it enchantress yeah or she's like this dark thing and then she's like becomes like the the squiggly monster (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then she's like flags girlfriend and she's a good person and yada 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 so that seems very enchantressy to me but yeah i'm sure anything anything dc does marvel can do better <laughs> so w- w- it's going to be good to see where that where that goes i'm i'm all in man yeah i agree pretty soon we're getting some from my favorite character and uh yeah, that'll be next week for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's gonna be fun. We'll see what's going on there. Um, since I still have you here, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier when what did you think was gonna happen that we didn't that didn't happen was uh I thought they were gonna go more in depth of their relationship. Like 
what is it? Uh, Infinity War. They're getting ready to get on the train or the airplane or whatever the hell, and then he gets stabbed through his entire body by uh, mm-hmm. homeboy from the from the dark family or Thanos's yeah children or whatever they're called Thanos. But I thought they were gonna go more into like what they were. You know, you see a little bit like Vision making her pepper cash or whatever but like they were living in it was europe somewhere i believe i I can't remember off the top of my head but i thought we were going to get like a a more in-depth look at their life together but that wouldn't have fit with what they were doing so i'm glad they didn't do that but yeah but who's to say that you don't get something like that later down the road or something it could be where wanda's still trying to rebuild vision and for like I don't know, the 12th time. And maybe we get a little bit more of that in um, Doctor Strange or something like that. Yeah. And with Scarlet Witch being the, the bad guy, bad person, um, it looked, if, if I remember correctly, she, at the end, she's doing the whole thing where she's in a trance. and Yeah. She's... Wasn't she like building her kids back again? Yeah, that's I forgot about that. So it's weird because she's just reading or whatever in the spectral kind of plane, I guess. But we do hear Billy and Tommy's crying out for Wanda, like saying like "Mom, help" or whatever. And I'm almost positive that's exact same uh, line, like almost like dead on from what we heard when they were crying out when she was in Agnes's basement and they're crying for her. Hmm. So. Is it fake? Is she going back and like trying to find a moment in time? I have no idea what they're gonna do for like the capabilities of the character. So it almost seems like she's gonna try and rebuild his family again now that she's isolated and learning how to do all this stuff without having to keep people hostage and do like a fake. She wants to make it real as possible. So this could be And it'll be hard to make her the bad person when there's uh when she's like just trying to get her family back, you know? Yeah, but I guess but at what cost? The MCU is pretty good at having their their villains have better uh, motivation, you know. Yeah, talking about having your one of your biggest Avengers is becoming the biggest villain. That would that yeah. That solves that villain problem. That's a very Superman esque issue. Hmm. But all in all. If you had to give WandaVision a letter grade, what are you thinking? Um, I'm not going to do pluses or minuses. Um, I'd say I give it a, a solid B because it was figuring out when it wasn't originally supposed to. It was the kid who was wanting to go second, but the first kid to present stayed home because he was quote unquote sick that day. Um, it set the tone for what's going on in the MCU while also really pushing the boundaries of what the show could be other than just just random TV. It was unique. It was wild. It was emotional. It was crazy. It was all over the place. And I think they did a good job of just really incorporating uh, a lot of fan service and just a lot of uh, like setting the bar for themselves. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a good time. I'm excited to rewatch this and um, 
see what changes and see what I like and don't like and uh, if there's anything else I find along the way. But uh, I think this will also be a really good one to watch once finally we're at the point where Doctor Strange 2 is about to come out. Watching this, they're going straight into that movie. I think that might enhance that viewing experience a little bit. Yep. But what would you say? What would you give it for grade? I was going B, B minus, but B. Yeah, I I thought it was good, but not great. Like I said, those first two episodes, two, two and a half episodes, I was like, this, this, this is nothing. This is giving (laughs) me nothing. And and when it's only nine episodes and two episodes are nothing, I'm like, this isn't for me. What is happening? Why am I here? Like, give me, give me something. There was, you know, you didn't even get a, a, a villain until, what was that? Episode six, seven. Is that that when Agnes became Agatha after all? Agatha Harkness. That was, yeah. Like, like something's got to happen here. Give me something. Yeah. And I don't know, but I mean, one could argue that, Agatha's not the villain in this. Wanda is the villain. But then you can't argue against Hayward being the ultimate asshole villain because that kid, I mean, that dude was literally ready to shoot some kids if Monica didn't step in. Well, it seems like if I can use the MCU as an example, it seems like Wanda is like the Iron Man or like he does bad things, but he's trying to be good. Um, Agnes is like Whiplash, who's like the main uh, antagonist. Mm-hmm. And then Hayward is like Justin Hammer, who's like a pain in the pain in the butt to the side, but he's not like the direct cause of grief, but he's feeding into the cause of grief. You know what I'm saying? He's a catalyst. If if I'm using Iron Man two, which isn't the best Iron Man, but if I'm using that, that's how I would describe WandaVision to you. (laughs) You know, oddly enough, that kind of makes a lot of sense (laughs) and it's very applicable, especially with the Justin Hammer reference. But no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's Iron Man two. Colt. Not cool. Yeah, the Aldrich was Iron Man three. All right, sorry, I'm all over the place in my head. Nah, it's all good, man. Uh, I agree though, but I am really, really excited to see what's going to happen next with um the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, I am pumped. It's next week, man. This Friday, we're going to get the making of behind the scenes for Wandavision, which oh, I'm really stoked I'm for because I'm a sucker for that, for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm a sucker for all that stuff. But next week, I think you're going to be very in store. Like, you're going to be exactly where you want to be with all the stuff you've been expecting for MCU TV. I'm hoping so, for some I'm action, man. I, need some I know. Action. That's one thing this, this show lacked a lot was just, like, overall action. Uh, we didn't really get that until, like, the final episode. So, Falcon Winter Soldier, it's going to be tasty. I'm excited to dive into those episodes. I heard George St. Pierre is coming back in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Really? I heard that. 
and you leak her. I you, you leak her. I'm excited for it. I'm here for I'm here for GSP, man. <laughs> I don't remember the name of his character in 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 uh, that's Captain America Two Winter Soldier. I don't remember the name of his character, but him and I, I watch him and Chris Evans fight all day long. That's fine. He was in the uh, he was in the elevator scene pretty much only, right? No, GSP was the the bad guy on the ship. Oh, I totally you're right. I totally brain farted. He was a. Uh, oh God! Come on, you used to watch the UFC with me, man. You know GSP. I know. No, I forgot. <laughs> I, I was trying to match the face because he has hair. I had the wrong face because he has hair yeah. now. But no, he uh, plays. Is it Georges Batrock? In uh, I know there's got to be some different pronunciation of that I'm messing up. But yeah, you're right because that fight scene was really cool in the beginning of Winter Soldier. Yeah. So that movie is so damn good, man. That is hands down my favorite oh. still to this day. That is my favorite MCU movie. Oh, Cap, Cap, really? That's yeah. You thought it would have been like Spider Man, huh? No, we're gonna like we're gonna, from... we're definitely gonna eventually go through all the movies, put them in order, and we're gonna we're gonna do that one day when yeah, there's another pandemic and we're we're running low. No, on no, 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 no. I'm adding that. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> when we need to. What I want to say. Content. Um, whatever. Um, I think this is a good place to wrap, huh? I agree, man. It was good. All right. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being here with me, Devin. I appreciate you. Always, man. And, uh, as always, thank you for being here on Earth 894 and safe travels through the multiverse. Thank you for listening to another episode of Earth 894, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider giving us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Stay up to date with the show by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Earth894 underscore podcast. We'll see you next time.